Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Young Adult Podcast. My name is Connor, and I will be your host. Joining me in the studio today, we have Red Rock's very own Zach Atwood and Milana Bakken. Hey, hello, studio audience. <laughs> wow. Oh, so and excited. they cut so quick. The <laughs> so efficient. The official slash unofficial podcast crew is back in the building. Back at it. Hey, Rock, Hawk. Jayhawk, Rock Chalk, no. Rock Chalk, Jayhawk. Jayhawk. No, Boo, Kansas. Yeah. That yeah. game lost that. my husband $250. Wow. wow, you bet. And you gamble? You gamble. That's no. <laughs> well, it was the mm, church one. Fun. Oh, <laughs> speaking of. Okay, okay. Our entire Perfect staff. Perfect fitting. Did you guys fill up brackets for yeah, the staff bracket thing? Yeah, of course. So Jake had Not. three different brackets. My husband had three different brackets. And one with two of them. And then the one he had for the all-staff bracket that we did, he had UNC winning. So had UNC had won, he would have won all three leagues that he was in with three different brackets. Wow. But he won the other two, so it's okay. But I was I was sad for him. He so was very sad when UNC lost. Because it was, it was like down to yeah. like the very last second. It was. Well, yeah, it was kind of a disaster. It he missed, it, he missed that three-pointer. The they biggest, got his second chance. The biggest, biggest comeback. comeback in the men's finals yes. like in history. Because they True. were down by like 20 somewhat points. It was like yeah. a blowout. And then all of a sudden they came Crazy. back. But also, um, so what I've learned is that, Milana, you are married to a gambling addict. <laughs> Gambler. It's true. Uh, that Jake Bakken. Well, I just... he's, got, he's got three brackets, three different. What I think is the oh, most funny is standards. if you know my husband at all, you know that he is like terrified a of any of that. <laughs> he is not into sports really at all, like doesn't care about all that. And he. Almost won yeah. all three. He won two out of three of the March Madness brackets. I think that's like that's like one of the funny things of like March Madness is you can be the best <laughs> sports analyst in the world, but you will get quickly humbled by yes. some random chick who or guy who knows nothing right. but bases Kristen it off Beck. of like jersey colors. Chris and Beck won. <laughs> yeah. Shout out, KB. You you did it. You enjoy that two hundred and fifty. And you openly admitted that it was based off of nothing else but just <laughs> That, that looks like a cool mascot. Neat. <laughs> the Jayhawk. Oh, uh, so yeah, kind of a disaster last night. But basketball. It's fine. Basketball. Sports. I this was this year. I really didn't care that much for men's college basketball, which is I normally fo- not follow, but I I get into it closer to March Madness. So, do you have like a team? No. No. I always kind of go with the <laughs> underdog. I just whoever's like causing all the upsets, I'll ride that. Ride that bus until they lose. What was it St. Peter's this year? Yeah, I know they beat. Yeah, Kentucky. Was yeah, it? the Lord was with them. They he was <laughs> until he wasn't. And St. <laughs> Peter until they lost. But, all right, so hey, we are we are gonna do a podcast to kind of talk on some situations that are a little relevant. First off, sorry, last thing before we dive in. <laughs> Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about that. I know it's probably been over-talked about, you know, a ton by the time you guys are hearing this. Every meme. Every meme. What are your all's thoughts in 30 seconds? Alana. Oh, my gosh. You guys, I really have, like, no thought. 
I thought I really do. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, would I have done it? No. Do I? Do I care? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of in the same boat. It's kind of just like, all right, wow, you just made a fool of yourself, and right. now, now he's like right. losing Netflix contracts say, and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, not worth it. Not a good look, bro. I will say that I think it stole away from the movie. Yeah. And I, which oh, I yeah. finally watched last night. It's amazing. So that that's like the shame of it because yeah. does Venus anybody even watch the Oscars? No, that's the other thing. I I don't think I would have known that anything right. happened unless yeah. like I, well media. the world wouldn't have known until like social media I said think, I hey think somebody every slapped year somebody. their their viewership is almost like cut in half or yes, something like no, nobody literally cares at all no because so, it's like oh wow you're awarding yourself again I usually yeah. watch the movies that are like. Yeah. Up for best picture, but that's pretty much yeah. the extent of how I interact with the Oscars. Yeah, yeah I, agree. I wouldn't have even known the Oscars were happening. Now the Grammys, on the other hand, oh. same with the Grammys. I'm well, like, here's my don't thing: care. they snub Justin Bieber every year. Oh, and they did it again. They uh, did. He was nominated for eight awards. You guys, eight. And he got zero. And he got zero. The only Grammys he's ever won was for his collabs with other people. Okay, sorry, that was a tangent for get Justin Bieber a Grammy. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's my small plug. Hashtag justice for J- Justin. Justin. For the Justice oh, Album. Oh, no, I don't want that to justice start. Justice for the Justice Album. Oh, no. Hashtag. Well, to stay culturally relevant, <laughs> <laughs> there, there have been some – there's been a documentary that's recently released and then a podcast that was released not a year ago but a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, basically talking about church scandals and, uh, you know, just if our society loves nothing more than a good church fallout, right? Oh, yeah. Like it just <laughs> seems like people are rooting against church pastors like never before. Yeah. And the second somebody can get their hands on any type of information that would discredit a church, um, there seems to be a podcast or documentary made about right. it. And so we kind of want to talk about like the role of church in your life. Can you trust church? Um, and, and sort of the skewed uh, view, I think, that a lot of young adults have when it comes to church. Yeah. I think that I've had a lot of conversations with people who will come up to me at young adults or see me at like coffee or unfortunately Chick Fil A. Um, <laughs> not, not unfortunately, when I'm most let's... vulnerable, <laughs> um, and and you know be like, hey, I go to this church, but I come to young adults too. Or like people will come up to me and talk about how they go to like multiple churches yeah. and almost in like a way of me being me like feeling like that's super deep, right? Yeah. You know, like going to multiple churches. <laughs> and so we just kind of want to have a discussion about like what is the role of church in the life of a young adult, a young professional in this day and age? Yeah. I think that culture and society work so hard to build skepticism with any type of like church or institution. Yeah. Um, you know, there's even like uh, Instagram accounts, you know, of people who are yeah. who are jaded, like – what, like ex-evangelicals and even people that oh, see yeah, themselves yeah, yeah. as like hyper-progressive evangelicals who love nothing more than like bashing on church and like making yeah. fun of church leaders. And what's sad is you can tell that it comes from a, like a place of like wounding and like jadedness. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, you're showing your scars to everybody in the yeah, world and, totally. and masking it in a form mm-hmm. of like 
I don't know, like progressive aggression or yeah. something yeah. like that. But, progressive yeah. passive aggression. Yeah, yeah. But Social media trolling. I do. Mm-hmm. I genuinely think that like a discussion on what is church, what is the church, and what role does the church play? Mm-hmm. Can we trust church? I just think it's a bigger discussion that that deserves to be talked about because if if only social media um, people who've walked away from church or faith and you know like TV networks or podcasters talk about it, yeah, then it's just sort of one side of the conversation, yeah. And I know that you know we don't have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of followers on here, but I do think that like the church also deserves a seat at the table. Oh, in totally. a discussion about church. Well, I was going to yeah. say, it's funny because like you just described like two wildly different groups of people. Like you kind of have those people who are like, oh, yeah, I go to like your service on Thursdays and then I go yeah. to this church on Sundays and then I go to the, listen to this. Pod. So you've got like almost like the overly church side of things. And then you have the other side where it's just like anti-church everything. <laughs> and it's like, no, you guys, there's a healthy middle ground, number one. Like there can be health found in the church. There can be good things. Like the church is a good thing and it is a gift from God. And so – to like sit in both sides of the camp, like, hey, there's a healthy middle ground that we can find in here, and like, let's discuss. And yeah, to your point, let the church have a seat at the table <laughs> to actually discuss right. what the church is and what it should be about. Right. Um, and yeah, also going back to the documentary and the podcast stuff too, it's like there, there's obviously all these things that are coming out and all these thoughts, notions, and people putting out opinions and stuff too. But yeah, to make sure that the church has a spot to actually discuss this and and for reasonably reasonable people to like sit down and actually talk about like okay what can we learn from these things and how can we either if you do if you do have that hurt from a church or if you're churched out from the other side of the camp like how can we find like and how can we learn from these and become a healthy body for Christ to show it and to grow his kingdom here on earth so i think you just yeah to have the balance of both and to sit at the table and let's have a healthy discussion of what we can do yeah right so I think to get it started, I it, I think it makes sense to just ask the most simple question, like, what is church and what is the purpose of the modern church today? If if somebody was asking me, like, hey, why are you inviting me to church? Or why, why do you think I should go attend, be a part of a church, or even just go check it out? Like, what is what is the purpose of church today? Yeah. I mean, I think that there's the church serves several purposes in our world today. Like first and foremost, like the church is purpose is to further the gospel of Jesus Christ, to present the gospel in a way um, that is accessible and not jaded to the community that it's serving. But at the same time, the church is also the place where we gather together and, experience God and worship God like it's very it's communal at the same time like it is very much on mission but it's also an important part of mm-hmm. like your walk as a believer to to come together in community and and worship God um yeah I think it's yeah. it's multi-purpose yeah well I think also too like I've always had this thought of like especially because yeah we're we're part of a bigger church we're part of like a quote-unquote mega church and like they can get really interesting and unique when it gets to that. Cause like size is like, a, I mean, like it's interesting just to navigate and try and find that community. But I always felt like the church is like, <laughs> we call it the big seat church. Like the big church that navigates everything is meant to facilitate like the small churches that happen in those communities. Cause it's like an Acts two church. Like those people would sit and break bread and have meals with one another, which is like our purpose of like our groups ministries. Like, 
So I've always felt like the church in and of itself too is, yes, present the gospel, bring people to hear the gospel for the first time, and then also facilitate those like almost like mini churches <laughs> kind of, but like the actual church that happens in those communities with like eight to 10 of your closest friends that you develop relationships with that sometimes are people who are just completely different than you, but you are unified under one thing, which is Christ. Yeah. So like the church is meant to be a facilitator of healthy Christian community yeah. also. Yeah, and I think... Jesus died for the church. I think yeah. that it's super, super like sexy uh, today to be like, man, the church isn't a building. It's a people. Yeah. And that's right. Mm -hmm. But Hebrews 10.25 also says, hey, don't forsake coming together. Yeah. yeah. And so, yes, a church isn't an institutional building, but you aren't the church in the sense of being a solo ranger. Right. Like. Yeah. For like when, from other people. when people are like, mm -hmm. I am the church, it's yeah. like in theory, but not really yeah. because you're the church when you're with others. Right. That's, yeah. that's the church is, yeah. is communal aspect. Yeah. And I think that I've met so many Christians who don't go to a church or aren't committed to a body, mm -hmm. a, a singular body. And they think it's very deep and very spiritual. And yeah. I'll like have conversations with them. It's like, man, we're, we're a part of the big C church, aren't mm -hmm. we? You know? Yeah. And I'm like, well, yes, but if you're not a part of a small C church either, then you're not a part of any church. <laughs> yeah. so, right. But yeah. like, why do you think it's important? Let's say there's a, there's a Christian listening to this who's like, yeah, I believe in Jesus, follow Jesus, whatever, but I don't, I'm not really involved in a church. Um, and, and maybe for reasons that we'll talk about here in a minute, mm -hmm. but why do you, if somebody were to say like, yeah, I don't really go to church or I'm not really faithfully committed. I kind of jump around from church to church every once in a while, go and I feel like it, but I'm a part of the big C church. What would be your push to say, hey, like that's great. And I'm not saying you're not, Yeah. but here's the reason and the importance for being a part of like a local church too. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I, I, your relationship with God needs to be an active component and if you're jumping from place to place to place to place to place, you're never able to actually establish roots and actually do anything active in your faith. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you're singing. Yeah, you're studying different. You're going to different sermon series. You're doing. You're listening to every podcast under the sun. You like. You're over. Like, you're almost just overwhelmed, in my opinion. But like, you're not able to actually activate on that faith because you're so busy jumping from place to place. You're so distracted with this message, this series, this worship song, this worship set, this worship team. Like you just become distracted where you're unable to actually activate that faith. And I think that's the thing is, and we talk about this like so many times and I mean, heck even like our society will say like, you're the most, we're the most informed generation, but the most like least active with that information generation. And it's the same with church. So we're taking that same concept of the world of like, we're over over informed and under underactivated, and we're doing that exact same thing for a church. And so, if you want to grow, I think truly in your faith, like beyond a surface level, that's when you have to get rooted, and that's when you have to get established, because then you can start actually taking steps into growing a community. And honestly, like I think one thing too, and I think this happens a lot when you do start to get established, when there starts to be tension with your potential growth in your faith, whether it be like with a community that you're not necessarily like feeling connected with or with worship that may be different or a pastor that you may not like. Like if you're not established with a church, you begin to feel the tension of like, oh, maybe I, maybe this is just me. Like I need to bounce out of here when God's like, hey, no, maybe you need to establish yourself more so and you need to get rooted more and start 
like actually influencing where you're at rather than just running away to go to the next church and running away to go to the next worship set. Like start establishing where you are and influence where you're at so that way you can grow personally and you can grow in a community. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have, I think my generation and the younger generation have this idea of like Christian maturity kind of back, like backwards. When I when I'm like getting coffee with young adults, when I'm like talking to young adults in the lobby, when I'm talking to people in their early to mid twenties, I think we see a sign of maturity is like how much I can consume and then regurgitate yeah. versus yeah. how much I've given. Mm-hmm. And I don't even mean financially. But like I'll talk to people who are on course to get like their masters of divinity or they'll tell me about you know, an online pastor they follow, um, whoever, like I've watched, man, this week I've watched like four different messages. I've like, you know, read this book and like whatever. And that's great. Like that's awesome. But where do you faithfully serve? Like, where do you faithfully give of yourself? Like Jesus isn't a consumer. Like the greatest act of love is to give. Well, and you'll never get fruit from any of those. Like the, the spiritual gifts of like the spiritual fruits, like you'll never experience because yeah, you're bopping around from place to place. You're reading book from book to book. You're following pastors. You're listening to sermons. So like, yeah, you're, it's almost like you're never set to like actually receive fruit or receive blessing. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, I just think that we, we are such a consumer generation mm-hmm. where everything is catered to selling us things and catching our attention and grabbing our attention and trying to get us to attach ourselves to a brand or a network or a movement or whatever that we've kind of seen church that same way. Like, Hey, sell me on yourself. Entertain me. Like, and I'm not saying that everybody needs to come to our church or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not like you need to come to Red Rocks or else, but, (laughs) but it's more just like, Hey, you need to flip, flip your mindset. Like when you're looking for a church, Yes, you want to you want to enjoy the preaching. Sure, you should care about the music. But also I feel like God will put on your heart of like, "Hey, they need you here." Yeah, yeah. totally. And it's yeah. it's a daunting weight to have to give of yourself freely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think we just live in this generation where so many people think maturity is how much I can be how much I can consume. How how many times can I be around the things of God, Mm -hmm. but not be involved in the things of God. And I think that it is super important. I I don't think – this is a strong statement that I might take back. (laughs) (laughs) I think it is a sign of extreme immaturity as a Christian to not be fully committed to a church. Yeah. Now, when I say that, if you go to a church and then come to young adults because your church doesn't have a young adult ministry or something, that I think that's different. Yeah, you're trying to yeah. connect with people. Yeah. Your you're in the same age. space. Totally. If your church has a young adult ministry. Go to that young adult ministry. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Yeah. And like, invest in it. <laughs> yeah, you need to find a place where you can be invested wholeheartedly. But I do think in our culture, especially with the documentaries, with the podcasts that are coming out about church and church leaders, there is. There is this weird dichotomy of I don't go. I'm a Christian and I don't go to church because I'm skeptical, mm-hmm. and I'm a Christian and I don't go to church because I'm super spiritual and I've almost like evolved beyond the need <laughs> for a yeah. church. You have not evolved beyond the need for anything. Oh yeah, you. Right. It's because it's not about you. That is that's that's super consumeristic. Mm-hmm. That's basically just saying like I don't need anything this place can give me. Yeah. Right. Um. 
You need to give up yourself. Well, and definitely yeah. that's the sin of pride. <laughs> like I'm beyond anything that this place can give me. Literally thinking that you're above everyone else that is in that boat. Like you thinking that you're above any one of those people is literally pride. <laughs> yeah. So, right. And not to luck. mention like we could go down this road for a while, but like the fact that like that's that's Jesus's plan from the whole beginning. Mm-hmm. Like his plan for the world is the church. Like yeah. the Bible refers to the church as Christ's bride. Yeah. So to think that like apart from Christ's bride, you can gain anything or flourish yeah. in a way apart from like Jesus, like who we believe is God, like the almighty, yeah. that you can flourish in a way that's better outside of like Jesus's original intent. Yeah. For the world, which is the church, so it's just kind of like, like saying it out loud. It just kind of sounds like silly. No, but yeah, but it's also like okay, it's, if it's, it's almost like okay, mom and dad, like church and Jesus. Like you can't, like you need to have both in such healthy relationships with both, and you can't just be like, I love dad, but I hate mom. <laughs> like mom's the worst, and like yeah. be or I'm too cool for mom. You know, we did that yeah. when we were teenagers, when we were dumb, we were too cool for our parents. But now it's like, yeah, be a mature Christian. Like, yeah. understand how much the church has given you. Understand how much you can give the church. And same for Jesus. Jesus gave you so much, and you can give so much to him. And so, yeah, to, to knock on the church is to knock on Jesus in an indirect way. And right. I, the sermon that Manny gave a couple months yeah. or a couple weeks ago, uh, Young Adults, which if you you haven't listened to, redrocksy.com, go or the YouTube channel, go check it out because he does talk, he talks about that and how, like, how you can be so insulting to the church and that's insulting Christ's bride. Like, and it, that hit me like, like crazy. And I work in a church and I work for a church. And so like to be insulting to a church is to be insulting to his bride. And that just breaks my heart when I think about right. it more and more and more. And so, right. He also talks about like, um, his wife's name is Tia. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was like, if someone were like, I I want to know you, but I don't want I don't want to get to know your wife. <laughs> yeah, like I want to have a relationship with you, but I don't want a relationship with your wife. I think Matrona said it that way too. It's just like no, like, <laughs> it seems so backwards. Like, like that's <laughs> it's not an option. Really? Well, and how uncomfortable would your relationship be with that person if, like, they're trying to tell you a story about, like, oh, my wife and I did this, and you're like, I don't want to hear about it. Yeah, if I were like, I hate Erin, Connor, <laughs> yeah. but Any- I want to be your friend, <laughs> yeah. but I hate Erin. But anytime you mention her name, but I Aaron, don't want to hear it. Erin, I love it. you, so that's not even true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. However, I do think there is a di- another side of the coin mm-hmm. where maybe there are people that, that haven't grown up in church. A lot of the people who feel like they've evolved from church or – like up beyond church or they they think it's hyper spiritual to go to like 10 different churches but never fully commit themselves a sign of maturity is vulnerability uh-huh. and what it also does is it allows you to control every relationship without being vulnerable because you uh-huh. come here for the worship you like whatever like you you don't allow yourself to fully be known in yeah. a community right. and i genuinely believe church is not me yeah. church is we yeah. And so totally. if you're like, I belong to the big C church. No, you're not the church. Church is us, yeah. not yeah. you, if that makes sense. It's getting invested in people's lives yeah. and walking through their seasons of life of difficulty and then them being you being vulnerable enough to open up yourself and let them into the seasons where it's difficult for you. It's not just this, yeah, I can do it all on my own and I can do it with this ministry and this worship and this message and this. Like, yeah, it's the vulnerability of commitment. Which yeah. is terrifying to a lot of people, honestly. So I I do think that is that is one side of the coin. But on the other side of the coin, I think there are people who are 
unfamiliar with church and distrusting of church because so oftentimes church isn't talked about unless something bad is happening. Totally. Like how many times have we seen in the news like, oh, church pastor caught embezzling tons of money or, you know, a a sexual scandal broke out Mm -hmm. or uh, a mistreatment of employees or just whatever. Like I think, and, and sometimes rightfully so, there is a mistrust of, yeah. of church. And so maybe, you know, to somebody who's listening, that's like, listen, I don't think it's hyper spiritual to go to church. I don't trust the church at all. Yeah. <laughs> like how, how do you handle like news when the reality comes out that this place that claims to represent God shows signs of brokenness, mm-hmm. humanity, flaws, um, that then sort of tarnish this reputation Right. And then what is the reputation of what should the reputation of church be, I guess, to even begin with? But how do you handle maybe somebody on the other side of the coin that doesn't hyper spiritualize church, yeah. but is skeptical because of the, unfo- the unfortunate things that happen at a church sometimes? Yeah, yeah. I think today um, and like modern, especially America, I think we have built this idea of the church around like individual personalities. Yeah. Like, we've almost placed the church onto, like, pastors. Yeah. And, like, they are the they are the representation for the church. But it's it's interesting because within, like, the Bible, you don't see, like, Jesus' place it, apart from, like, Paul, where he says, like, you are, you're, you are the rock in which I will build my church. Like, you don't see ever, uh-huh. like, the entire weight and responsibility of the church being placed on, like, a single person. But I yeah. think yet, like, well, we can hear these things in media – about pastors having a moral failure or embezzling churches embezzling money and we that then is our like entire viewpoint yeah of church whereas in like and we think it's almost like this jaded idea that like oh that that's what church has become yeah and like that's the church is just like too far gone and what it's become mm-hmm. and what's been turned into these days is like just out there and so ridiculous and it's too far gone or whatever. But I think it's interesting because it's like you look at the churches in the Bible, like Corinthians, yeah. <laughs> like there was some wild have, stuff. People are having <laughs> sex with their step parents. Yeah, yeah. There was some incest, scandals. Just crazy things. And Paul writing to these churches for like correction. Yeah. And then you hear about churches like the churches in Philippi that were oh. like overtly generous and like churches in the church in Thessalonica that like Paul was like, Hey, what's going on here? Are you guys good? Are you all right? And he's like, Oh no, actually to my surprise, you're like flourishing Yeah. and things. So I think like the idea that compliment Paul, <laughs> to my surprise. Like, no, but yeah, I, I do think like the epistles yeah. show that right. church is not perfect. Yes. The yeah. whole reason Romans first and mm-hmm. second Corinthians, Ephesians, Colossians are written. Yeah. It's to churches who are getting off track and need right. correction yeah. or or encouragement. Yeah. yeah. But I do think that there is this we do I think we do place the concept of a church on a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have over celebritized the role of pastor. A thousand percent. When I've heard I, I heard this from the guy who just took over um Bridgetown Church. Um Tyler Stanton, I believe is his name. 
Oh, um, he go. just took over Bridgetown Church, and he was interviewed in a podcast, and they were talking about him. He started a church in Brooklyn, was pastoring it, and he thought he would be there his whole life, and then left to do this church in Portland to take over it. And they were talking about the role of pastor and everything, and he's like, I've really come to believe, and I don't want to butcher this, but he said something to the extent of pastoring is a lifelong call of loving suffering mm. for people. And I think that we like when pastors are cool and almost feel unaccessible, but I think there's this call, there's this reality back to like biblical pastoring where it's like, you, I can't control if you think a pastor is cool or not. That's, yeah. on, that's on you. That's not on yeah. the pastor. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think there is this awakening of like, let's shepherd you I was know? Say, yeah, I was, yeah. I was literally about to say, like, like, I feel like we've like almost made like pastoring look so sexy. And then it's like mm-hmm. it biblical if we were actually to bring it back to like what it's supposed to be. It's shepherding a flock, which to me, like in literally like back in the biblical days, like shepherding was one of the lowest, lowliest things you could do yeah. as a job. Yeah. And like the least sexy thing. But we we kind of had had that reverse. And I think the church is on its way to kind of progress and correct that to a degree. Um, and listen, it's okay for churches to have a lot of people. Oh yeah, and it's okay for you to really look up to and admire your pastor. Yeah, yeah. it's okay you, for your pastor to be cool. Yeah, it's like, not your, like a weird like <laughs> your pastor though does not should not be church to you. Totally, right. you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, he is a part. He or she is a part of a church who is called to a position for a season. Correct. Right. Yeah, and and right. That's it. And even though that's a leadership position, mm-hmm. it's still a position of right. servanthood yeah. to the body. The Bible lists off many positions yeah. that yeah. are in a church. And I think it's interesting, too, like within the epistles, you have to really dig to find out. Like you have to really study to find out who maybe was like the leader. Yeah, you don't even know who the church. pastors yeah. are. Like they have theories about like <laughs> yeah. this. We think this person <laughs> might have been the leader of the church in Philippi or whatever, but they don't know. Yeah. yeah. And I think that is like the beauty. A kind mindset of beating around switch. it. Yeah. yeah that. So let me ask this. We've we placed a lot of weight on like pastors and skepticism and church failure. If your church has a moral failure or your pastor, if your pastor has a moral failure, is that does that give you the right to stop trusting a church or mm. the church as a whole? Let's I, say, let's say, yeah. God forbid, you come to find out. Your your pastor, somebody at your church in a leadership role, has Some inappropriately sort of handled money, has had an affair, whatever. Does that give you the right to stop trusting church? I mean, short answer, <laughs> no. A long answer. I Here's, think absolutely not. I think there's like an element, and here, kind of bringing it back almost to that first group of people that we've been talking about, like the balancing side of like somebody who's like not planted in a church, not rooted in a church. The reason why we're so like strong and like we push that from our church perspective is because we want you rooted because again, there's an element of maturity that comes when you're rooted, when you're planted, when you actually deal with the problems, especially when they're smaller and you can handle smaller problems within like your small group. You can handle confrontation with your small group and you can still build trust with those people later. And the reason why it's so important to be planted in a church is because then when a situation like this comes around, when there is a leader who has a moral failure, you're spiritually mature enough to know that it is not that person who saved you, but it is Jesus Christ who saved you. And that this is a church and this is a a group of people that is run by imperfect people. And so therefore Mm -hmm. you have the, just the maturity, the, the spiritual maturity to know, yes, I, 
this may sting, this may burn, I may have trusted this person, but it doesn't yeah. mean that I'm going to distrust the church. This means I'm not going to stop investing in the church, caring for the church, loving for Christ's bride. So I think like, and again, bringing those two kind of ideas from the very beginning to this now is like invest in church so that way when these things do happen, like, because they are, <laughs> they will happen because humans are humans and humans right. mess up. You're spiritually mature enough and aware enough to be like, you know what? I know these things happen. But I also know that God is bigger than any of these things. And so you can stand confidently knowing, yeah, we have a future. I can still trust people. I can still trust the church. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's not to negate like any like real, like we know that church hurt is real. Oh, yeah. We know like if like maybe it was a mentor Mm. that like, like you, it wasn't just like a far off, distant, like cool (laughs) pastor. pastor that you knew or you saw on the weekends. Yeah. Like, I, I understand there's not like we said, like humans fail, like we're imperfect people. And so anybody is subject to that. And if someone in a church that you were attending or someone that you trusted, like does not honor that mandate of like carrying the gospel in an honorable and like responsible way, that's that sucks. But at the same time, I mean, yeah, I could only just like reiterate what you said, like that all of your faith was not meant to be placed upon like this leader yeah. within the church. Like your faith is placed upon Jesus yeah. and Jesus will, f- will anoint a new person yeah. to come and he's not just going to forsake his church, his bride. Like he, he loves that person. He is not surprised by moral failure. Otherwise he wouldn't have built it on people in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah, I don't think you need to just like be like, peace out. I'm done. You failed. This church is like, burning going to hell in a handbasket no like i think you if anything the most like noble and christ-like thing you could do is to like invest even more so stand firm and And, trust what god has and yeah because at the end of the day that person sinned and Mm -hmm. and was flawed and broken Mm -hmm. i know we i know there's a there's a phrase out there like you know church hurt and i i totally understand that but Oftentimes we accredit church with a person who let us down. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of time that's because we put way too much stock yeah, in that person. Totally. God forbid if I were to yeah. ever have a moral failure and, or mismanage money or something like that. And somebody was like, you ruined church for me. Mm-hmm. That would, that would, I would almost pause for a minute because yeah. I would be like, I, I mishandled your trust in a position that I shouldn't have done that. And yeah. I will give an account for that one yeah. day. Yeah. I have to stand before God and give yeah. an answer for that. Right. But Red Rocks Church did not hurt you. Yeah. I right. I hurt you. A person right. did. I hurt you as the a big, pastor. The, uh, the big C church didn't hurt you. The church at large didn't yeah. hurt you, but it was an individual. And, and of course, like obviously there and is can, time for and processing. And I can promise people this. Red Rocks would handle that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they would, they would – rightfully take me out of that role and, and do res- what they need to yeah to and restore to trust restore with me people. and the role yeah because here's what's hard you don't get fired from your accounting job for having an affair mm. right you don't get fired yeah. from your accounting job for going out and getting hammered mm-hmm. one yeah. night you know what I mean for like yeah normal day to not I wouldn't say normal <laughs> but like day-to-day mistakes that yeah the society wouldn't deem something yeah, fireable, yeah. fireable offense. Mm-hmm. But you do as a pastor, yeah, and rightfully so, yeah. because there is a level of there is a level of holiness and God fearing that goes into this role. Mm-hmm. 
being a pastor, working at a church, being on stage as a worship leader, being working any role in a church does not make you any less human. Yeah. yeah. Or it, any more susceptible yes, to sin. But yeah. it does call you to actively try to live yeah. a yeah. higher standard of, of living morally when yeah. it comes to what our culture finds socially acceptable. Oh, totally. Right. And so what's hard is when we we see people who make mistakes and and fall into sin. Yeah. We we push all of our chips from that person's mistake onto the church mm-hmm. and say that's why I don't trust church because that person yeah. did this. Yeah. Right. I want to be well and it's also like a self-fulfilling prophecy for a lot of people like when they believe that the church is going to hurt them or if they they've experienced hurt from somebody in a church at some level and it happens again or cuz again it's just human interactions people are going to disappoint you in some way shape or form mm-hmm. but if you've already created a mindset of like the church is just out there to hurt the church is just out there to to cause damage to my soul and then it happens again you're creating a self-fulfilling prophecy oh wow now the proof's in the pudding but it's also cuz you didn't you didn't allow your trust to go back into the church and not into the people and you went back to the people and tried to trust them again yeah. and it's going to cause mm-hmm. yeah just a lot more a lot more hurt and we don't want that yeah, and, and and so hear me. It sucks when somebody breaks your trust. Totally. Yeah. When a leader who is in a role that God has ordained for his church fails and breaks your trust, that's hurtful. That sucks. You feel like you've been betrayed. You feel like you've been lied to. You feel like you've been tricked. I'm not saying that any of those emotions and those feelings totally. aren't real and aren't right. Yeah. But, but if anything... It should almost make you believe the gospel more. Yeah. That people are so flawed and broken. Yes. That if not for Jesus, nobody could do this. Yeah, Yeah. so good. And even with Jesus, people still struggle and need a savior. Yes. You know what I mean? Totally. This sounds terrible, and I don't. And 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 maybe somebody listening to this would be like, "That's the most backwards way to think of it ever." <laughs> but when when I hear about churches that, that are going through scandal, when I hear about pastors who are, who are going through scandal and, and misappropriate conduct in some way, to me, I'm like, this this is not right, and this is not okay, mm-hmm. and this is not justifying this. But isn't this the message that we preach? Yeah. That we are all flawed and broken. Yes. And that outside of Jesus, none of us can do this. Totally. And even with Jesus, we daily need to confess our sin, yeah. to have accountability, to fall at the mercy of God and say, save me, because I clearly can't save myself. Yeah. yeah. And so it's amazing. I know the world comes down hard on the church yeah. when we make mistakes, because we we do say that there is a way that God says to live that is operate, uh, opposite and often countercultural mm-hmm. to the way that the world is navigating. Yeah. And that's kind of stepping on some toes a oh, lot yeah. of times. Mm-hmm. But but a lot of the backlash from people who go to church, I get it. Your trust was betrayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe your finances were misused. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. Yeah. But it is also pointing to the reality that every single person is broken totally. and flawed. And in need of saving. Well, and of course, the other balancing statement too is like, yes, and we we're not standing here being like, you should just be like, whatever, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> yeah. Oh well, moral failure. Blah blah. blah. Like you turn you, a blind eye. Yeah. Like, yeah. You no, sh- no. 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 You no. should still definitely like. I mean, if you are experiencing hurt from somebody in a church that like a, a, that had a moral failure that did wrong to you in some way, shape, or form, 
process with people in your community, process with right. therapists, process with who you need to process with. Because and we're, and we're not saying is, sit under church abuse. Like if, oh, no, if you no, know no, your no, church no. is like yeah. mishandling finances or you know your pastors are out fooling around and doing and stuff they're not supposed to. About it. Yeah. Yeah. We're not saying, oh, they're whatever, different. they're yeah. human, ignore that. No. But what I'm saying is like there still needs to be a tone of grace. Yes. Because yeah. where are you without Jesus? Oh, yeah. Right. It's no different than where this person is yes. right. without Jesus. And don't don't turn away from, from the, the church. The church at yeah. large. Totally. Ma- maybe it is yeah. time. Maybe you do need to leave. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it is time for you to pray and to assess, hey, you know what? A lot of my trust was broken here. But what often happens is we detach from church as a whole. Oh yeah, yeah. Instead absolutely. of instead of finding another healthy church to get plugged into, right. I I know so many people who, because of theological disagreements mm-hmm. about sexuality, about women in ministry, about anything you could think of, mm-hmm. instead of saying, you know what, I disagree with this, I'm going to detach, I'm going to detach myself from this church and find a different church, they just detach as yeah. a whole. Yeah. It's removed completely. Yes, and I think that's the narrative that, and, and that is the underlying current that sits behind these podcasts and these documentaries. Listen, it sucks when churches make mistakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to wear that. We all in this room have to wear that. People, whether you know I've ever been to a, a ex-church or you know seen ex-pastor talk or whatever, yeah. like just because I'm a pastor will be associated with the failures of this church or this whatever. But it's all we're saying is don't pull away from God's plan of salvation, his bride. Maybe pray and find a different church. You know, maybe if it was just a flaw of a guy and you still feel called to invest, dig into your church even more, you know, but don't just disassociate. You see so many people on TikTok and Instagram of like, this is why I don't go to church anymore. Yeah. Right. Guess what? They're wrong. <laughs> you can be hurt and wrong. Yeah. You yeah. know what I oh, mean? Totally. Oh, yeah. And like, yeah, I just think that like we we have a generation that it's so easy to access information, sermons online, mm-hmm. that you can go years without being a part of a church. Yeah. And and again, scandal, misappropriation, misappropriation of funds, whatever affairs are all really good reasons to maybe draw back. But we're saying stay involved. Maybe not at that church. Don't sit under abuse. That's not what we're saying. We're not saying turn a blind eye, whatever. They're just human. No, we're saying don't pull away from church as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. Any final thoughts as we close out our church discussion? Milana? Um. <laughs> yes, no. You can answer honestly. <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is I don't know. Space. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I think we're all – I think it's easy for us to like – we're very much like we're part of the church. Like we're yeah, – so we are we're, considered like overseers within like that First Timothy like mm-hmm. definition. So it's easy for us to um, like preach that of like, no, you need to be within the church. But know that like that – that's Jesus's design. I mean, we've said that, but like the goal of Jesus along with salvation um, is human flourishing. Yeah. Like that's, that's his goal for you um, upon salvation is now to just to flourish within this life. And um, Connor, you have a great message um, that just keeps popping into my mind about the planted planted in the house. Um, 
Which can, I can't outrun that message. <laughs> hey, don't outrun it. It's, it's so good. amazing. But no, it's it's just it's scripture. It's Psalm ninety two of like those who are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish. Yeah. And that is like Jesus's goal for you is yeah. to flourish, and part of that is being planted within a church. So yeah, it's not it's not just us. I'm sure it can sound a little like, of course you guys think that. You work there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I do think it's okay for us to have a seat at this table. Yeah. Because all you Very have to do so. is Google church scandal, whatever, and you'll get everybody else's opinion. Right. right. So our my heart behind this podcast was, hey, we're not justifying the mistakes of anybody. Yeah. No. But everybody is a human who needs Jesus. Yeah. And it's, I don't think there's ever a good excuse for pulling away from church yeah. as a whole. Yeah. And that, again, doesn't mean sitting under abusive leadership. It doesn't mean sitting under a church who's clearly mismanaging funds or the pastor's having an affair or acting inappropriately, whatever. Yeah. What I'm talking about are people who draw away completely. Yeah. yeah. It's like, man, just it's just God's plan and it's broken. Yeah. And the it. church can be ugly sometimes, but Jesus died for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He died for us, and he died for the church. And you need to be involved in a church. Yeah, yeah it's good. Well, and I think there's there's kind of my last thoughts are just like there's experience that you can see or there's there's wisdom gained from the words of others and there's wisdom gained from experiencing yourself. And I think if you do pull away from a church, like the reason why we're trying to like say this wisdom now of like, hey – we understand the church is imperfect, but we also know that there is so much flourishing that can happen within a church, within a healthy church too. And and again, if there is abuse, if there is hurt, analyze, process, either invest or go reinvest somewhere else in a different church, but whatever, all those balancing statements aside, like you as a person, like you just need to still lean into that and still have that trust because there is flourishing that can happen. And so, yeah, I, I just I just really think like, it's it's either wisdom that you can hear now as we speak about it, or you'll experience it yourself. Pull away from the church, and I think you'll still feel that like that that almost like draininess or like the lack of flourishing. I don't know what the lack of flourishing would be called. I don't want to say death because it sounds super harsh, <laughs> but like you you won't have a flourishing life because um, I think there is such a benefit, and there is such a benefit to being involved in a church. And either you experience it yourself, or you have the spiritual maturity and wisdom to just go forth and. And stay rooted, stay invested, or reinvest somewhere else. Yeah. It's good. Awesome. All right, Milana, pray for us, and then we will close this bad boy out. Oh, Lord, we just thank you so much um, for every single person listening to this podcast, every young adult, um, that we have the ability to just speak into their lives. God, I I also thank you for the church, God, for this um, idea that you have brought forth, who you have died for collectively and individually, Jesus. I thank you that we now get to partake in a community that furthers the gospel of Jesus Christ and builds one another up. God, I pray for churches that are hurting. God, I pray for churches that are hiding sin or churches that are hiding um, any sort of darkness or moral failure. God, I pray that all those things would just um, come to light, Jesus, and that they would be um, made reconciled and obedient to the name of Jesus Christ. God, we know that your plan for the world um, is is your salvation. God, is, is Jesus Christ. And so um, we can sit in that knowing that um, every single one of us has fallen short 
um, and sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, Jesus. But we know that because of you, God, we can repentfully come to you and receive forgiveness, God. And so, Lord, I just pray that over every single individual, over every single church, God, we know that um, sometimes we are poor stewards, God, but I pray that with your your grace and your power and your guidance that we would um, both individually and collectively as the body of Christ just become more and more like you each and every day, God. Um, and so, Lord, I pray that you and listening to this would feel um, encouraged and excited about being a part of your um, your body, Jesus, being a part of the church, God. And so God bless everybody that's listening to this. Be with him throughout the week. We love you. It is in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. 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 Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us this week on the Young Adult Podcast. For all things young adults, you can follow us on Instagram at... Red Rocks YA. Red Rocks YA. Also, if you're in Denver or the greater Denver area, Thursday night, 7 o'clock, 5810 West Alameda, Lakewood, Colorado. Come hang out with us. 7 o'clock on a Thursday. Come hang out. And Easter is on the way. Easter is on the way. Red Rocks Church, we are having services on Saturday and Sunday of Easter. So if you're in town, um, what are those dates specifically? The Saturday 16th? the 16th at We're 4 at, and 6 p.m. At 4 and 6. Zach's on it. And then <laughs> uh, on the 17th Sunday at 7, 9, and 11, 7 o'clock, no child care. Okay. That's all we do. There we go. So if you're Astros. in town, if Red Rocks is your church and you want to come be a part of Easter, uh, you got options on Saturday and Sunday. And hey, invite somebody. Bring somebody to Easter. It'll be an amazing, amazing time. Yeah. And come to Lakewood because that's where I'll be. All the other campuses suck. No, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> no, anyway, all right. Love you guys so much. We will see you in a week or two with a new podcast like we do every week or two. So <laughs> peace out. Bye. Bye.